You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice right here on Self-Discovery Media. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Doug Setter. I had him on a while ago where we talked about bullying. He was bullied as a kid because he was scrawny. He was skinny. And so he was picked on. So he knows all about the bullying. But that didn't stop him because he went on to become a paratrooper, to most certainly um, be a person who really knows about exercise today and also knows about bullying. Um, But we're not going to be covering bullying today. We're going to be covering how to have a flat gut at 50. Or do you need a flat gut at 50? flat gut at 50. We've got this stigma when we see the movie stars out there and, you know, Brad Pitt and a few others and, you know, they're looking buff. Wonderful. That's their industry. They're in the business of superheroes and they work out a great deal. They've got the time to do it. How do you get their abs once you've hit that 50 or 40 or 60 mark? Do you need them? What, how do you stay healthy? How do you stay away from addiction? Because the last show we talked a great deal about addiction and we need to look at that a bit today as well because even over-exercising can be addictive. So there's a lot for us to talk about here today and what kind of drinker are you? What kind of exerciser are you? How important is posture? breathing, exercise, diet, mental programming, all of that we're going to cover. So let's dive right into it with Doug here and uh, start our press ups. <laughs> Hello, Doug. Hey, how are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing great. You're talking to a Pillsbury Dough person here, of course. Oh, um, <laughs> enough. <laughs> but I know for you, I mean, you started off this skinny person and you were bullied for it and picked on for it and you're still incredibly lean at uh, post 50, um, very healthy. And that's, it actually was what set you on your path. But, you know, we had a little conversation a while ago about when you get to a certain age, you realize you can't do the things you oh. did in your 20s, right? No, it, it's true. I, I, I think Friday got all pumped up and I was doing the kettlebell and there's a thing called the Turkish stand-up. It's quite a process, but, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, so let's up it. Anyway, long story short, today, there's this lower back pain. That's why I'm sitting a little straighter today. Shame on me. So now I have to back up and mm-hmm. work around it. But, yeah, you don't – you know, when I was 20, I was indestructible. Mm-hmm. You know, you would fall down a flight of stairs, <laughs> get up, Terminator 2. You know, <laughs> just dumb, like dumb stuff. I won't even go into it. Um, but yeah, we all, everyone I've talked to, I've talked to a number of people who are fit or busy or, or, or high speed people. And mm-hmm. we've all picked up, we've all picked up injuries. Yes. And you made a very good point about over-exercise. Exercise was my, it still is my drug of choice. Um, anyway, that's a different story altogether. Yeah, but we'll bring those in later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one day I'll grow up and figure it out. But yeah, we don't. Everyone I've talked to, they've got the knee. They hit my friend of mine, he used to ride bulls. Mm-hmm. And he was a boxer and he uh just incredibly tough character. But yeah, you know, I've 
He's the knees, the hips, the back, you know, and he says, you know, Doug, Wimps get back aches, men have shoulder aches, and okay, cowboy. <laughs> it's all these guys, I, and I knew two of them, they didn't even know at the time, they, they broke their backs, they fractured mm-hmm. their vertebrae on these parachute drops. But, you know, uh, so yeah, and you get to 50, and you go to the gym, and there is some often minimum wage. I'm like some of them are really very intelligent, awesome people, but some and they got you to check check for it. And you're gonna do, yeah. you're gonna get on that setup board, and you're gonna do this mount, that mount, but everything's numbers, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna you know cut back your calories, and okay, that works fine for some people. Guess what, buddy? <laughs> yes. I'm holding down two jobs. I'm looking after a family. I'm doing this, 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 <clears throat> and I've got injuries. Mm-hmm. And they're just, well, you know, it's like in school, we used to be told, you got to plan yourself. You're right. Yeah. Okay, thanks. You know, the problem, anyway, mm-hmm. the problem I have at school, but uh, at home, but uh, yeah, the, the, right off the get-go, I found out the hard way. Um, I kept getting this back pain, hip pain, and one of my, my uh, exercise, uh, she came in one day, and I'm like, holy crap, what happened to you? And she, she was really fit looking, and so, oh, she took up this Pilates like, okay, that's some Hollywood thing. But I read up, and actually, Joseph H. Pilates was a former boxer. He trained Mac, he trained uh, Max Schmeling, who, I don't know if you heard about him. He, famous boxer from Germany. He ended up being a Felschermeiger, just amazing athlete. But he had hired Joseph Pilates. So it was no longer, content, to me in my head, no longer considered Hollywood or... Right, uh, yeah, the legit. <laughs> So I learned that. I went and learned. I started taking yoga, and and you know what? And and I went back to classic martial arts, and they're very very set mm-hmm. on body alignment. And it's like this chair. If the chair is not proper, it's going to wobble. It's not going to be strong as it should be. So mm-hmm. I I finally got in my head, work on the posture. So case in point, if you get you bring your shoulders up and just squeeze your shoulder blades together. The stomach draws in naturally. Mm-hmm. So it, it oh, geez, I'm, I'm just doing all the crunch. And I was getting this posture like this, kickboxing. Right. You know? And it's fine for me and carrying the heavy rucksack. But this business here, the posture. So I, I really started going into that. And I started adding it to my workouts. And, and I remember two of these ladies came up and said, yeah, I, I don't take pain medicine anymore. Mm. Oh. Oh, well, that'd be another 50 bucks, please, you know? Yeah. And, and, and one says, oh, yeah, my sciatic pain went. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's these small, minor things of keeping the body aligned. And, and the next thing was the breathing. And we just went to polar bear swim. Let's, let, let's just pause on the alignment in a moment before we okay. go to the breathing. Because, you know, we, we talk about alignment in every aspect of our lives. Balance is needed. You know, we're going to have ups, we're going to have downs. We're going to need energy, we're going to lose energy. Um, Our bodies are incredible at what they can do, but it always needs to go back to reset, doesn't it? Uh, You know, back into alignment, where, as you said, the posture, the shoulder blades back, the stomach is in, the buttocks are are crunching. Um, uh, That alignment is really kind of the core of everything, isn't it? Before anything else. Well, when you start, I remember going to classical Kung Fu and they put you in a, in a horse stance, which basically is a half squat, yep. whole nut. And 
And I said, well, it didn't make sense to me till later. And it was this body alignment. Once it's aligned, it's very strong. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's funny you say that. Or it wasn't funny. But the one client I had, and he, he was overdoing it because more is better, right? Mm-hmm. 60. And finally, he got sick in a layoff. And son of a gun, if you didn't start dropping weight, something else got started. And we, I talked about it as well, I guess, because you're allowing yourself to rest. Now your body has higher, um, what they call growth, human growth hormone, and get you're allowing your body to repair itself. What a concept. Right. The and, body repairing is. Yeah. You know, we can help the body do that by setting it right in alignment. And of course, yeah. we're going to breathing in a moment. But if we don't kind of put our body in the right position and the right mindset, it's not going to have a chance to heal itself. But, yeah. you know, the body is incredible healer or even to let you know what supplements you need, which we'll also talk about. But yeah, I mean, we've got to listen in, haven't we? We've got to listen in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's something going on. I mean, I, I still clench my teeth. I still have this. Mm. And you go, okay, hold on. What's going on? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, all these things. I'm sure you have little rituals before you start your, your work. I've gotten more and yeah. more into that too. Everything's got to be lined up. I just can't yes. run in there. Right. And, right. Yeah. But yeah. You know, the, the, as a young person, I'd dive into everything like oh, you yeah. parachute, jump out of the plane, you know, yeah. <laughs> have I got the shoot on? I hope so. You know, nowadays everything is, is a lot slower and more methodical, but I get more out of it. Yes. Because I'm spending more time in allowing those little things instead. Oh, it's a chore. Da, 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 da. You know, it's not, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I've spent the time to get to right. know you know slowing down is not bad a lot of people oh i'm older i'm slowing down no yes slowing down is good it's time to smell the roses (laughs) well being being more methodical and you're right i read about this uh, 40 year old olympic athlete she's a swimmer and she was very methodical she was uh she she would get there early she'd plan exactly you know where she's going to make her sprint or this 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 and it's funny too, she's telling the younger athletes all about childbirth and whatnot, and they're mm-hmm. looking at her like eyes popping out. But she was very, very methodical. Nothing was, and I thought, you know what? Nothing went to chance with this lady. Mm-hmm. And, right. And, you know, and, and I've also, you read accounts of, of some of these older athletes or older, even some criminals that get away with, they're just methodical, they're smart. Yep. They're, Plan it yeah. out. Yeah. Follow, follow, you know, allow, follow things to happen. Now let's go to the breathing now because, right. you know, people think, yes, yes, we breathe all the time. We have to, otherwise we're dead. But we don't realize how important it is, is actually to tune into our breathing yep. or slow it down. And again, breathing doesn't happen properly unless the posture is right. Thank you. Good point. Right. Yeah. Get the back to here with the. Yes. The front shoulders. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting. And here's an interesting point: it's not so much a lack of oxygen; it's too much carbon dioxide. So mm-hmm. if you're <laughs> you're gonna pass out. So if you're able to force the air out, just like they do, if you singers, um, you know, martial artists, the weightlifters, they and and their whole body tightens, and they force the stale air out, and then they can start bringing in, mm. um, even shooting. Actually, I found some musicians who play, um, you know, uh, flute or flute trumpet or anything. Or I thought, damn it, I was trying to figure out why were they better shots than my other soldiers. And damn it, we got that, that breath control. Yes. 
yes. okay, that makes sense. That, I mean, that's a lot to do with people, you know, somebody may run as fast as someone else, yeah. but that person that's got that last bit of breath in them, because they've known how to breathe or how to conserve right. or how to push it out. It's, it could be, you know, like we see in the Olympics, it's like a microsecond, yep. you know? yep. um, but it is pretty well a lot to do with that breath power, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was reading about an older boxer and he, he deliberately gave himself shorter and shorter breaks. So he would, he'd be yeah. back ready. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, it's like going before us, uh, an audience, whatever. I know it's a bit of a, a deep yes. breathing, get your head clear, and uh, yeah, no, there's more to it. I mean, I, I watched I watched a guy one time. He's lying on his back in a gym, and he's got a newspaper, if you will, and he's doing these kind of crunches, and, he, and he's banging his head, and you know, dude, first of all, how can you read anything? Second of all, you're killing me. <laughs> yes, banging of the head. I think we might we might have some delayed concussion down yeah, the road. Here. Yeah, that's all. The, yeah, <laughs> I wonder which came first. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but he is <laughs> dude. You know what? If you just come up, <sighs> breathe all the out, nice crunch. That you can do six, get more done in less time. Mm. But um, who am I to say? Right. And I think that there again, it, it comes down to what suits you. You know, if you, you know, as you said, you went to the gym and it's all by numbers. You got to do this. You're going to do that. Got to do that. Uh, that is talking to a general healthy person. That's the guideline. But sure. you need to know what are the injuries the person's had because you yeah. could you could be inciting more injury, uh, the age, the stress level they're on. Oh man, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, a lot of high performers, it's really interesting. They will push themselves. I know I said they will push themselves. And if you have to kind of reel them back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you've got to know your body. So you've got to know how to listen to your body and what it needs. And you might be able to do more today, but tomorrow, no. Oh, it yeah. just ain't happening. This is a day where your body says, you pick up one weight or you try and do one crunch I'm gonna whack you, <laughs> you know? and that's the the resting period where you've got to listen so the tuning in to to your body hearing it um is so very important at any age but as we get older even more so right yeah yeah it's really important it's uh I, I, you know what I couldn't when I was younger I couldn't see the gang weight or strength for the longest time so I read this book called the strength of Samson by uh, Michael H Brown and here's a guy, he was a former convict, he, a very hard character. But I started working out twice a week. I followed what he said. I actually ate less, and I started getting stronger. Because mm -hmm. you're really muscle. The, yeah, I put down these, and he said, he, I'll never forget, he said, working to, to failure is working for failure. Mm. And I know every now and then you, you got to test run the old Maserati, and you want to see what you can do. But I, And son of a gun, I started following that, and... I see a picture of him. He's 67. He's got his a dance partner overhead, one arm. Right. Like he's strong guy, but but I thought okay, and he and he, and he emphasized, you do the exercise. That's it. And I had a client one time, and good guy. I, I, he's still a friend. But I said, okay, you're all right. And he's, is that it? <laughs> like, are you stuck? That's it. Okay, we're done. And he goes, is that all? You <laughs> tell you what, you go cool down. You're all right. I'll go take a shower. I come out and he's flopped against the wall by the front desk. Oh my God. What? Oh, I passed out. Okay. Oh, I read something last night on the internet about the H I I T and the left. 
Okay. <laughs> like this. The talent. I'm the coach, okay? You're the actor, I'm the director. You, you, we're not, we can't work together anymore if you're going to keep doing this. Right. Yeah, but the article, no, no, stop. You yeah. know, and we finally got an understanding that, yeah, you do it and that's it. Because that all you're doing is tearing down the body. Now the right. Cover. Thank <clears throat> you. And it, and it doesn't repair well as it gets older. It doesn't no. bring back like it used to. No, and I'm trying, trust me. Really. <laughs> I'm, doing all, I'm trying all these experiments and I'm, you know, playing the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten any uh, steroids or, or some kind. I heard, I, heard, I heard one celebrity got caught in Australia. He was taking some kind of goat, something from, I don't know what it was, to make him younger. and again that's being a slave you know that you know we we did we talked very much about addiction in the last show but we bring that in because there are people that are addicted to exercise as you say it's your drug of choice and and you know people yes it's a great stress reliever it's great at tuning your body it's great at allowing you to do what else you do but people having this addiction because i've got to look good or I've got to look this I've got to be that because otherwise no one's going to love me or hire me or look at me and there's such a thing about aging gracefully right which you know to a lot of people no (laughs) but I remember who was it um, I said there's a very very attractive gal one time the gym was talking to her and she says oh I have to lose five pounds Says, says who? You know, like, I couldn't, like, where do you get this from? Oh, no, God, okay, well, that matter. But where did this come from? Like, where, who decides? Um, one thing, though, that is, is definitely proven is the waist-hip ratio. I don't know if I talked about it before. Um, I don't remember that, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's really interesting. Um, you look, a lot of the models... And the, the Miss Americas and, and the um, even some of the Playboy bunnies, they, they had this, it was a 0.67 or 0.7 waist to the hips. Now, a healthy is 0.8. I found that out. So it's roughly if your waist is 0.8 of your hips. So how, would, how would, that will be kind of in inches if you're a, what a... Yeah, inches, well, case in point, if, 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 uh, if you measure your... Say I got a, a, a tape and I measure my waist and let's say for the sake of argument, oh, come on, I've got in front of me. Okay, I'll, I'll exaggerate, okay? I'll exaggerate, okay? Say your waist is 30 inches and your hips are um, 40 for the sake of argument. And that would be three quarters of 0.75, which is considered healthy. Right. Now you could be 200 pounds. There was, a, there was an actress, um, Shirley, no, what was her name? Lillian Bussey. Mm-hmm. 200 pound sex symbol back in the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. He was over six feet. Uh, uh, turned down the, the gym. What was the guy? Jim Brady was a millionaire. He gave her literally through money, gold, whatever, and she wouldn't marry him. She was this gorgeous lady, but she had this poise. And I, was, I did some research and she had the hour shape. She had mm-hmm. that. But she was very good, very smart, and, and very um, whatever, could project her personality and what have you but you look at you look at the Marilyn Monroe the mm-hmm. Sandra Oh Sarah and Palin, Palin they all have this hourglass 
Yeah. And that's in, you know, a, a, that's basically, you know, the shape of a woman, you know, yeah, the smaller waist and the hips where a guy, of course, your, your hips are straight up should you know, be, yeah. and then your, your, of course you expand in your chest. Um, right. And so, you know, it's, we're seeing an awful lot of women today. You know, this is, I wrote an article on this 20 years ago on, you know, um, what make of the woman and is that so many, and this is not a bash, on gay sure. people, but it is so many gay designers out there designing in their own image. And the models would get skinny and skinnier and skinnier and shapeless. Yeah. And so basically it didn't matter what sex they were because it was sexless. Thank you, know? you. androgynous people. Yeah. And, and I remember someone laughing. I was at, talking to this gal and she said, yeah, and I said, what do you mean? She showed me a Calvin Klein ad and I couldn't tell the difference. Right. But these guys, they all had shaved heads, they all these gaunt faces, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and the girls were very flat, and the guys were, and you're right, someone, where that came from, I don't know. Yeah. Because look cross cultures, you look 2,000 years ago, Venus. Yes. I, I don't see any beam pulse uh, sculptures. No. Um, you look at Malaysia, you look all these different, and they, they tend to, uh, they do honor the hourglass shape, and that's and and then you have the Kim Kardashian coming in with the implants and the butt and everything else. Oh, and then all of a sudden we've got big butts, <laughs> and, you know, big boobs and the shape comes back in. Right. So the thing is, is yeah. Okay. If you're totally flat as a woman and it bothers you, you want to have breast implants, please do yeah. your research because most people are getting them out <laughs> rather than putting yeah. them in. Um, there's many ways you can dress to enhance your body. Yeah. But you don't become a slave to whatever the fad is right now. And that, you know, that is, there was a guy on TV being interviewed and, and somebody calling him sexy in the abs. He said, you don't know how much hard work that is, is to have this. And, you know, I'd love to be able to eat a burger without guilt. And, you know, we normally hear that from women. We don't normally yeah. hear it from guys. But, you know, he was, quote, a sex symbol. And so in order to maintain that sex symbol and get the roles, you know, he had to have the wash. No. thing abs and uh, yeah, yeah. and and found it just as difficult as most women do so it's not a just like oh i'm just going to go get a six pack it's easy sure. like that right oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> a lot of it is diet i have to admit yes I when i was working uh the army we're carrying loads and we're going and i noticed and eating eating the rations and i noticed <clears throat> everyone was getting kind of wasted up top and we all had a roll after a couple of weeks in the bush and but they're still strong. They're still, oh, yeah, cosmetic, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Performance, right? But um, I don't know. If I was in that situation, let me see. There's a lot of coal miners who have health risks too. So if I'm getting millions by having a starving myself. Yeah. And my own experience, you get pretty cantankerous too when you're starving yourself. Yes. And all the other health issues that open up to do with it, you know. And of course, things like bulimia and anorexic, it's just a big addiction. You know, and people always think that addiction is just drugs and alcohol. It is anything that you become too obsessive about is an yeah. addiction, right? Well, it's interesting. Some of the best guys, I, I did for years, I did this, this kickboxing class, and I got to know a lot of the people there. And yeah, they, they even come up to me and says, oh, yeah, I used to be anorexic. I go, get out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, they seem so together. They're intelligent. They're fit. But yeah, it was a lot of people went through that. And I'm glad they got out of it because that must be grim. I've, I've met about three I've known personally, or met them. And, and yeah, my gosh, what's going on? Uh, and, and, you know, it's got nothing to do actually with intelligence or money or anything else. No. It's, it's got to do with low self-esteem. Yeah. 
and you know this image that people i call it society's dictation where society yeah. says you've got to be to be loved or to be looked at or to be important right. whether it's a guy or a girl you know a, and whatever the fad is at the time you know you've got to look like this person and then people work like hell to look like that person that person's now out of favor and somebody else's shape has right. come up and you know it's you are beautiful as you are put that same amount of love that you do for everyone else on you and and nurture your own body with the right foods you know the right um, exercise the right um nurturing of oneself and you will be enough for you and you won't become a slave to that imaging out there i thought of that i'm often i'm often reminded of the uh, uh dr zeus character and i forget what they're called the sneeze whatever but they had these 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 characters and some had a star in their belly and some didn't have a star in their belly mm -hmm. So this, this guy comes rolling in, whatever he was, and he rolling in this machine, it would give you a star in your belly. So all the no stars come out and they get out of that star, so they lay down their money. And then, so the original stars said, well, that's out of, out, of, out of fashion. And they went back and forth, back and forth. Finally, everyone forgot who had a star, who didn't. Mm. And this character goes rolling off with all the money, and they're like looking at each other, well, I don't know. <laughs> if you're a star or not, but I guess we can still play volleyball together. We can still go. Right. On. Yeah. It's just, oh, you had a star and you didn't. Yeah. Trying to keep up with the Joneses or, or oh. you know, I, I mean, unfortunately, we see a great deal. And we talked about this last time, like cyberbullying. You know, um, in your day, people bullied you to your face. Sure. Now we're getting the cyberbullying and, and it's anonymous and it's um, so many suicides over it and it's oh. really very, very cruel. And, you know, imaging is a huge one, yeah. uh, guy or girl. And, you know, um, and of course, the LGBT community, we're definitely seeing a hell of a lot of bashing going on. And it's, um, you know, w w people who project that hate out is generally they're hating the image in their own mirror. Yeah. 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 It's funny to say that. Yeah. It's interesting, too. I, I, I saw an article on the LGBT and... It was called the dark side of it. And I thought, okay, what's he got to say? And, and he was complaining that there's members within their community slagging each other if you didn't meet certain standards. I thought, oh, okay, you know, have at it, whatever you're – but, um, yeah, I find that I, – I've been to, like, five funerals are all suicides. Oh, yeah. And, and I Way don't get it. I don't, you know – it, it was really sad because I trained three of them and I, and you, I, I picked up on maybe two, but I know in my long, I would never guess. And yeah, I think if you. Those are what I call the true suicides. The right? ones, the ones that you never would have guessed. There's an awful lot of people who attempt it and it's really a call for help. Yeah. And, and then there's the people who just go and do it. Um, because they just see no way out. And that, yeah. you know, comes a great deal from the despair of depression. Mm -hmm. And depression has a horrible um, chemical imbalance in your body. And it just feels like someone who's gone into your gut and just pulled out your heart and all your yeah. organs and you're empty. And it's got nothing to do with rationalization. You can rationalize as much as you want. It is an overwhelming feeling of despair. And for some people, it just gets to a point they can't cope with it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. There was a guy, um, 
I was in my office actually. I was trying to help him <clears throat> before he left the military. I was I was dealing with a lot of injured people, and yeah, or Joe, you just Joe, look, we can get you this, we can get you that, we can get you this. And then I was up north, and I heard about it from a friend in Winnipeg, and he had he had taken his life right there on Burrard Street, right downtown Vancouver, and didn't hear about it in the media. But like my God, and a friend of mine, he got a phone call and he didn't get there quite in time. And right. Like, yeah. you know? And, but, and uh, you know, a lot of people, it's a spare of the moment thing. Um, there was a huge thing of people on Prozac um, oh, yeah. when, when they, they come off it because they feel marvelous and right. then suddenly they crash. You know, one young mother put her baby down for a nap, went into the bathroom and hung herself and she left three children under the age of six. Hey. You know, and it was a spare of the moment thing. And that particular year, knew three people who died of Prozac, uh, you know, due to Prozac, taking the pill and coming off it and all committed suicide. And you wouldn't have thought any one of them would have done it. Mm. And that's, that's, again, the thing is that we're looking for ways to make ourselves feel better. And for a lot of people, you know, it, exercise really can, whether it's just getting out for a walk or going for a swim, or if you've slowed down, qigong or tai chi, yeah. you know, um, all of these type of things are a way of releasing in your body because really the body energy needs to flow, doesn't it? It needs yeah. to be constantly flowing. So whether you're doing high exercise, if you can and your body can take it, or slow, the whole part of it is is keeping the energy, the qi moving in your body, and then it doesn't stagnate in one area and get dis-ease where we end up with disease on. Right. No, it's a good point. I used to run for the fun of it. And then when I, I learned how to get faster, it became work. Yes. Now you're just, oh, now, now, it was no longer as fun. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I used to just run for the heck of it. I, I, I love hiking and whatnot. Right. Um, you just hit a chord there. You, you mentioned, uh, uh, actually, I ran into a, a lady I knew from, from grade school and she told me her mother committed suicide when she was in like grade one or two. In the morning, the police show up and told her to go to school. Wow. <laughs> I mean, nowadays we have psychologists and yes. come in because someone gets elected they don't like. I mean, they just. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. wonder about her. She always had a hard edge to her, you know, and I, 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 I wonder how she's doing now, but I, I just, my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk about the lack of empathy and understanding. And then we wonder why, you know, people grow up later. Because, you know, narcissism is a lack of empathy taught when they're children. They're not taught to care for anyone else. They're not taught to share or to give. Everything is me, myself, and I. And they're constantly looking for approval. And that escalates and escalates. But for a lot of people, abandonment is enormous. And, you know, you see an awful lot of people who get weight gain. And, and, and a lot of it is, is kind of like a, a past baggage they're carrying on, a trauma right. that they're carrying on. And it doesn't matter what they do to lose the weight, it comes back on. And really where the root of it is, is, is a trauma. And, and a lot of that is people have been sexually abused. They yeah. put on the weight subconsciously to make themselves feel ugly or look ugly so no one will abuse them. Right. Right. And so we are very quick to judge people. Oh, this person, that person, this person. But how about we understand their story? Because yeah. then we're actually able to help them. It's not all about just addressing the physical, as you put in one of your points, the mindset and understanding why do you have a hard time? 
losing weight or why do you have a hard time exercise? Why do you have a hard time in this? Let's get down to the core of it because then we can address it. But right. we're so afraid to address things, aren't we? Mm. Well, no, it's interesting. I've, I've seen a, a pattern in the people I've got to know and, and some very gentle, really nice people. And they, they have this, you're right, the physical, the mental. I know one lady I train and, and, and I, my sister was in the hospital at the time and I, I didn't have time. I said, okay, I'll train you. And I got to know a real, real neat lady. Um, she came over from Russia with her kids, made the family whatnot, but she dropped 50 pounds. No, she dropped her kind of overbearing boyfriend. Right. <laughs> dropped 200 pounds, pounds. dumped the boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was so cool. And I thought about later on that. No, no, she, she dropped him and the 50 pounds. Right. And then she went, and now, now she's married. She's, but it, it, you're right. We, we talk sometimes, and, you know, okay, do this, this, this. And then I noticed kind of a switch, and everything was easier for her. Yeah. And she seemed happier. Now, this is great. What's, what's going on? And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we don't realize the baggage that we carry around, know. you know, and why, why is it so difficult to lose weight? Why is it so difficult? You know, I mean, we've also got to talk genetics. It's familiar. Yeah, you know, the the multiple layers of emotions in our body, right? Yeah. You know, it's not just, you know, the flesh and everything. Um, but genetics, you're, as you said, you're, you're slight in body build, right? You always yeah. have been. You know, you're not, you're not going to bulk up and become the he-man or become fat because that's your nature. I live with an 86-year-old who walks faster than I do. She's, you know, been a sprinter all her life, even though she had polio as a child, oh, four wait. years in hospital. Wow. And she could walk faster than me. She's, she was a runner. She was a, um, a tennis player. She was this, that, everything, right? And she's still, I, she, I was in the car the other day. She went off to the post office and this, she passed this young man just going, do, 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 and this man just double took, you know, <laughs> this is little old lady running past him. And last night on, on uh, America's Got Talent Champions, there is this 85-year-old jiving it up with a 45-year-old dancing, being tossed in the air, doing splits, being held by one leg. No you know, way. most people would fall to pieces on that. So no whether it's, you know, you exercise all your life and, you know, that you're very sporty, but we've also got to understand our genetics because some people are just built that way. It oh, doesn't yeah. mean we could do the same thing. If we try it, something's going to fall off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's... Uh... Chosen by the sport, someone told me. Mm. Chosen by the sport. And you get these people and you show them. I remember showing this this young, really cool guy, little Vietnamese guy, and I showed him a, a, a martial art for him, and he, he did it better than me. Yes. And he says, is that okay? And I go, yeah, I keep working on it. <laughs> he just <laughs> embarrassed me. Full <laughs> splits up. Is, is that okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good on. And, and hopefully these people can find these different venues that they're good at because again where you either play hockey or you don't yeah okay yeah. well and, and what does that leave the rest of us all right yeah you've, you again it goes back to knowing yourself you know i i'm a softer woman always have been i've always had health issues and so i've always had obstacles mm. in kind of maximizing my strength and that's just something i have to learn to live with as i get older of course things are going south you know, kind of, <laughs> I remember a Playboy magazine I picked up in somebody's bathroom one time and there is the old granny in it with the boobs being tossed over oh. her shoulders. <laughs> and I thought, God, is that going to be me one day? 
<laughs> and, you know, when we're young, we look at the elder, oh God, that would never happen to me. I will never be like that. And the thing is, if you don't take care of your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, and your spirit along the way, you know, you could be. So it's something that, as we talked about with the posture becoming a mindset yeah. and the balance, the balance is, is that find whatever exercise in your life that suits you at whatever time period in your life, right? right. Right. Maybe you're a tennis player when you're younger and you can go and get a few games in and that really is your exercise. Or maybe later on, it's walking with the kid in the stroller for a nice long walk or, you know, whatever it is, find out what it is that suits you at your decade and your body. Um, but if you don't use it, you're going to lose it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went, I went uh, salsa dancing uh, for New Year's Eve and I saw this guy, huge gut on Jeans, T-shirt, and I, dude, what are you doing? And son of a gun, could he move? <laughs> I'm just gonna go over here, <laughs> walk around, you know, all awkward. And, oh, okay, man, <laughs> you have at her. So yeah, don't judge people by their size because we never know, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a, another kung fu guy who, who, who always was called Mr. Wong, in the and the um. Uh, Bruce Lee and or I think we're in the Jackie Chan movies and he was a big guy oh there's I there's you yeah, know which one guy. but phenomenal oh yeah I mean I'm he, he moved like he was a balloon I know yeah you now he's just this, he's a funny looking guy yes backflips and everything yes yes and you look at that and go how can he do that he must be hollow yeah. <laughs> but it's the thing is is it's we've got to be you know, looking at it, right? And so your new book, because you have your other book, which I'm going to look at your other book uh, that you wrote before. You've written a couple of books, actually, haven't you? Yeah. So, you know, the, the one book that you wrote before um, is One Less Victim. Yeah. And that is Personal Guide to Victim um, uh, Prevention. And that victimization is the bullying and, um, you know, the whole thing around victimization, people doing it. And then you've written a book on strength, endurance, secrets, and build a, an unstoppable second wind. Now, what yeah. is this book about right now? Oh, the, the flat guy at 50? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's, we talk about, I mean, a lot of stomach flattening, but it's, it's almost a different science when you cross the 50 or the 30, for that matter, for some people. And you're right, we don't live at the mom and pop hotel. Mm -hmm. We don't, we, okay, I'm 61, I admit, but we don't live at mom and pop hotel. We don't recover like we used to. We mm -hmm. can't eat everything we could. And everyone I've talked to, they pick up injuries. So yes. you, you got to warm up. You got to, again, we got to get the posture first. We got to get the structure back on track. Mm -hmm. I got one, I thought I had one leg short and the other. So, you know, five marathons later, guess what? <laughs> the <laughs> hip's starting to hurt. This right. Thing, yes. So uh, that, the breathing, which we've forgotten. You watch kids, they run around like crazy and they, <laughs> and they jump up and they run around again. Yes. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and animals too, it's, it's yep. so unfair. It's so unfair. Humans got to run up or, or upright. Where I watch these rabbits, I got some down at the park, and they, they're they like, their front legs and yep. back legs. Yep. Like so what they're doing, they're like a bellows. Mm -hmm. So while they're running, they're getting to breathe more. Right. Yes. So we're like here. You got a constant, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so unfair. And we we have a kitten here, and you just okay. hear pitter patter pitter patter as a flash of lightning goes by. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's incredible economy movement. They, yeah. their movement assists. Yeah, their assists their breathing. So that's a big thing, and I, I found the same thing. I forget. Yes, I used to teach these classes, and we're up front, and you hear at the back. <laughs> now either they they leave, or by end of four weeks, we're all right. Everyone's yeah. And you get, and I have to practice getting back to it. And you get that, whew, now we're into it. You know, mm-hmm. Now we're breathing properly again. We, I did a um, polar bear swim with Paul Niger. He's this yoga instructor, he's martial artist, and he, he does his Wim Hof breathing. I don't know if you heard of that. No. Okay. <clears throat> Wim Hof, he does his breathing, and he jumps in these icy cold waters. So we're down there, and oh, there I am shivering away. The only white, the white guy shivering away. But he's, and they hyperventilate. Exhale, hold the breath, inhale, let it out, hyperventilate. And we used to throw in push-ups too, but I got to admit, so I got to admit, I ran in, usually run in the water and you come out quick, you run in, you're going to wait a minute. It wasn't that bad. Right. Sarah, I'm not making this up. No, 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 no. That's why some people do it over and over again. Is, and yeah, I like the Swiss come from saunas into the snow Yeah. and then go back into the sauna. Yeah. But this breathing, I've done it for years, but when we did this breathing, it was like, oh, kind of supercharged. Yeah. Um, not well, it's it's later, kind of passing the uh, oxygen right through your body, right? Which exactly, walks up, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's so cool. And there's all these, I've done these things of rebreathing and other, all these different interesting things. And it's weird. Your body does kind of start releasing different yeah. kind of emotions and stuff. We won't even go into that. But point being is... <sighs> Learn to breathe. You breathe. Yeah. Like if you're doing something, whether it's a crunch, you breathe all the way out and you find you have more room. And that's a technique. And when you get that, it gets easier. So it was interesting. I'm, I'm an asthmatic and I went to uh, an asthma clinic last year. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I've been okay. an asthmatic since I was three. So I was one of those ones that never outgrew it. And of course, it's, it's the, you know, the lungs are a little damaged and obviously it's a little more now. And, but he was saying, when you go uphill, what do you do? And I said, well, I breathe in. And he said, no, breathe out. Right. Do less breathing in and more breathing out as you go up the hill and you'll have more energy to get up there and you won't be gasping. And I remember the first time I did it, I ended up hyperventilating, right. <laughs> I was doing it wrong. But now I've become more cognizant of it so that, you know, when I am doing an incline or doing steps or doing anything else of, you know, trying to breathe out instead of constantly inhaling in. Um, but breathing Thank is you. not just a question of in oh. and out. Is There's so many techniques. <laughs> yeah. But then the big thing though is, is getting rid of the stale air. Yes. And when you do that, you tighten your um, your stabilizers, your transverse abdominals, if you will, but they stabilize the body too. So like when you pick something up, you, yeah. you lift and, and your your body's getting stronger, but definitely the breathing out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when you watch weightlifters, it's they take a deep breath in as they're picking right. something up. So they're always breathing out as they're picking up. Um, yeah. And you would kind of think, well, breathing in gives them the oxygen to pick it up. But no, they're breathing out and that yeah. seems to do it. So it, it's reversed to what we think it would be. But, yeah. uh, you know, but then, yeah, of course, all of these people that do these forms of exercise, it's always the breathing out, right? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. We don't know enough about breathing. No, you know? it's, it's such a... It's it's so fascinating. I used to read the yoga books about it, and I. But later on, you come back to it, and come back to 
I learned something new reading old book, right? Right, exactly. And and the thing is, you may have read something donkeys years ago or heard about it, and then you read it, and but it's more relevant to where you are today. Yeah. So you're yeah. going to take that information in. Yeah. Now, now you've got flat gut after fifty, and you know it's extremely rare after fifty that you see flat guts on anyone. You know, a men more likely if you've been very tuned in, you can hold on to it better. Yeah. Women, women, of course, who have had children and things like that, it's much harder because, of course, a lot's been stretched out and it never goes yeah. completely right back. Um, and it's also a tendency, naturally, as we get older, to develop a pouch. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I've seen. I thought that, but still, you still. If I say flat gut, I don't mean perfect gut. I don't mean. Right. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, I, I played with, <clears throat> trust me, I've written about 50 different titles. I finally went, <laughs> tell you what, it's not going to appeal to everybody. It might appeal yeah. to some people. And it's a way. It's a, yeah. and hopefully someone finds a better way, you know? And the thing is, that, you know, of course, a lot of the people you're going to be talking to are the athletic people, are the people who still love to work, work out and hike and this and that. So you're speaking from a person who's been active all your life, even though you had all those obstacles when you were young. This right. ended up being your career and allowed you to be the paratrooper and, and numerous other things that you've done. Um, so you're talking from your expertise of how to maintain a flat gut or, or how to, to get basically toned up because it's the toning in the body that needs to happen, right? So the muscles yeah. can still tighten, the posture can still be held. We see so many men with the, what we call the beer gut. Yeah. And I know being pregnant, how much that killed the back. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I look at guys with big, you know, big beer guts out there and I think god what what's your back pain must be like mm. and we you know people don't realize how much it puts strain on the rest of the body that's true that's a very good point thank you <clears throat> I'm gonna use that for a selling point <laughs> <laughs> well I remember we carried loads when I was at the paratroopers you have your parachute and you carry your your rucksack off your waist and we're hauling these things we used to help each other as you go and I remember sitting there one time thinking, God, it must really suck to be pregnant. <laughs> it's, like, yes. it's, it's pulling. You're absolutely right. It does pull. Yeah. And it tilts the pelvis, which getting back to posture, your pelvis is straighter, your body's more aligned, and your digestion, there's something we've forgotten that your digestion yes. is better. Uh, I don't know what else. It, it's really interesting. I, wrote, I read a book, again, by this guy, Michael H. Brown, when he was in jail. He talked about knife fighting. <clears throat> and one of his ways of conditioning, he said, well, when you're, and you're stronger, your stomach is pushed underneath your rib cage to protect against getting stabbed, which most of us don't have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> yes. I thought, geez, that's a grim way of putting it, but okay, <laughs> I get well, it. <clears throat> well, a lot of the martial arts movies, you'd see them kind of breathing, suck their stomach right in, right? And it almost looks like it's concaved underneath the rib cage. I've seen that in a few Kung Fu movies and it's like, wow, where did, where did your intestines go? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, well, I, 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 where I really learned it was off a Kung Fu instructor mm -hmm. and this guy was a heavy beer drinker. Yes. It doesn't, whatever. And we would start out with this breathing exercise and he could draw in his stomach and he would, that guy could do it like 50 times. Not a problem. Yeah. And then we, we do it. And then later I get together and he'd be knocking back beer and he, you could, and he goes, yeah, go ahead. And you kick him, punch him. And, and he said, yeah, whatever, you're weak. And 
But it was, I watched them, and yeah, we didn't do any sit-ups, nothing for months. And son of a gun. But you have to stay on top of that. Yes. It's a lot of work. But yes. yeah, the, the body alignment, the breathing, and then I thought, wait a minute. And I went going back to kickboxing. I noticed I could, I could hit the bag harder. But it was, again, the body alignment. Yeah. And it's, it's not very exciting. It's not very, <laughs> it's kind of boring, but. It's, it's true. It it's, it's necessary. Um, you know, um, uh, there was also, I think, a, a wonderful a Bruce Lee movie where he's going in somewhere and there's this big guy all muscular, you know, he's guarding the place. And Bruce Lee just looks at him, just go, do, 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 flat, because you know, he was slight and nimble. And, uh, you know, it's size isn't, a lot of people bulk up, you know, muscular up because they think that they're going to be stronger that way, but that's not necessarily it, is it? You know, you know, be, you know it's, it's about whatever your body frame is, that I, how those muscles are strong enough, and the speed is there, and tenacity, and there must be so many other things. You know, can, you, can you explain the difference between people that are kind of like yourself and like Bruce Lee, the more the slighter people with such amazing amount of strength, uh, as opposed to people that lift a lot of weights and become very muscular? Hmm. Good point. Um, I, I'd say, uh, in the body alignment, the, 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 you know, it's interesting. Some people, they, they lift, they can lift, um, especially women, because women don't have the, 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 uh, the, the same testosterone. Mm -hmm. I've seen some pretty slim women pick up some heavy stuff. And you go, oh, it's good. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. And, and I've been choked out by a very skinny woman, but, uh, training <laughs> yeah, right. okay this is weird because she was she was a, i was wrestling okay whatever i'm picking her up like also okay wait a minute thank you <laughs> so um good point i think it's and I, i've seen people that were they can carry the massive weights on their backs and they run up the hill and you're like what the heck uh i think it's and then the bulk like some people bulk up heavier and don't get me wrong some there are some big people who can move fast and be strong, but you're right. I've seen pound for pound, a lot of Eastern European lifters, you're going 114 pounds lifting 200 pounds over their head. Mm -hmm. Pound for pound, they're much stronger. And there is uh, I don't know how to describe it, but they're pound for pound. I've found some people are much stronger and it's body type, the way they train. And then there's sometimes you deliberately, Try to bulk up. And I, and I remember these, actually, I spent a summer working with this guy and he was doing steroids. Mm. We're, we're there at breakfast time and he's, he's all, and what he said was it happened, it was just, he took on water weight. Yes. He was bulking up and he was aggressive. I remember him getting a little off beat sometimes, but, uh, and then later on, he just shrank down to about my size. I said, geez, Nick, what happened? Yeah. Came up the steroids. Well, I mean, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, he admits back then he took steroids because at that time they didn't know the harm. Right. Them. And he really bulked up and he was incredibly strong, but you did see him as a sprinter in all his movies. If he was running, it was a short run. Right. So, you know, you've got the physique that, right. you know, are again, like the Bruce Lee, they can really run, they can jump high, they can, yeah, yeah. you know, and then you've got the other people that, you know, have got the ability to pick up and toss and this and that yeah. because they can take the weight. So again, it comes down, I think, to whatever your particular physique, yeah. um, you know, indulges because, you know, uh, 
if you've got somebody that's 250 pounds with you know 52 inch shoulders or whatever yeah. you know they're not going to be your sprinters <laughs> no, no, well, I, I, I actually met a former recruit real nice guy and he was like 280 pounds he's freaking huge and and uh, even he couldn't get on the parrot with the paratroopers he's too freaking heavy right and i went yes. yeah i said my god you know like you're strong but but come day three we're out in the bush uh not carrying your load because i know a friend of mine i saw one time we're training and we went through this over this barbed wire and we went through this area and he, and he bang knocks open this all these obstacles and then he's really tired and i'm tired i take a sip of my canteen he goes can i have a sip he drains his canteen my canteen someone else's yeah all right yeah <laughs> i one no more right but i find out later on he was i think doing a lot of um creatine and something else that does makes you strong for the short term because your body mm. when you first first do something um like one second it, it's the uh fossil creatine that's your body expand expands so there is a trade-off sometime between strength and endurance yeah and you know and you're right that you're talking about when you hold back that last little bit mm-hmm. i found i can't i found mm-hmm. that there was a guy who was a captain he could outrun me because he'd always had the end he could beat so okay yeah. heck with you so i warmed up and we ran one time and i went as hard as i could because my body kicks into endurance mode i don't mm-hmm. have a sprinting ability. right so he was trying to keep up, and I I decimated him. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't. I couldn't hold because he had that ability. Yes. But if I took it to him really quick, he couldn't catch up. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the Ferrari versus the Beetle. You know, it's what gear yeah. you can get into, how fast. Okay. You know, and again, that goes back to knowing your physique. You know, um, yeah. not everybody. I mean, the thing is, when you talk about flat gut, you know, there are some people like yourself after three you're going to have that but it's about really the muscles in your gut being as tight as they can be to support the posture because the back needs to be strong the muscles need to be really strong in the back big to support the stomach yeah. and then and if your stomach muscles are somewhat stronger you know whether they're flat or not they're going to support the back and that means less back pain and a less um hip pain less all else pain neck pain every other pain throughout the body yeah yeah you're always i read a yoga book and the guy it's called yoga and the athlete and the the writer he said you're only as strong as your back right and the stomach supports the back yes and that's it you if let's face it i, I pull the back muscle and like guess what i can't do i can't i'm next to useless whereas yeah. if i twist an ankle or i hurt another, yeah. i can keep going but you're absolutely right and you yeah you know, yeah, because, you know, we forget, well, I'm just paying attention to the gut. Well, back, strengthen yeah. the back. And that doesn't mean go to the gym and work out like crazy to strengthen the back because, again, you can do more damage than good. Yeah. So you really, you know, as you've put in your book, and it's about the stages and the steps that you need to have yeah. in order to build it up. You know, we didn't get you know, in an elderly state, <laughs> decrepit overnight. And we're not going to fix things overnight. So if you've suddenly decided, I'm now going to, you know, work out, get that flat gut, I'm going to do this and that, please give yourself the time, the patience, the pacing. Otherwise, you'll do more damage than you will good. Well, long, long-term, long-term, uh, what do you call it? short-term gain, long-term loss. Yes. Know? And you're absolutely right. And I'm, I, I violate that constantly. But, uh, but, but yeah, it's... And the other thing I learned years ago, I read an article by this guy, Mark Bricklin, and he found out 
he had a, a genetic problem with his back and he took up Taekwondo and he found the back pain went away. And this is because it stretched the hamstrings mm. and strengthened the abdominal muscles. And, and I read that with the American uh, College of Sports Medicine. He stretched the hamstrings and, and straight the abdominal muscles. Most of your back pain will be alleviated. So I thought, and I found that time and again, <clears throat> and I ran into a friend of mine in Winnipeg years ago, same thing, bad back. He went and got his black belt taekwondo and he says, yeah, my back's never been better. And he, <clears throat> the kicking stretches well they always right. do warm-ups right? but the yeah. hamstrings lower back and if you're not ready for taekwondo or any of those other things or pilates or anything don't yeah. jump into it if your body no. is completely you know um being absent of any form of exercise i mean it again the pacing yourself the starting off slowly but things like qigong or tai chi are good because yeah. again they're about the fluidity of the energy and of the yeah. movement and of the posture and you could build a great deal of strength up in that and then you get yeah. to a point you know i'm strong enough to start taking on that taekwondo or a heavier exercise regime but we've got to be patient with ourselves and not just go oh i'm going to do it and have a flat stomach by such and such it doesn't work that way when we're older no, i had a friend hire me one time and <clears throat> he wasn't going to get a certain job if he didn't get past his fitness test and uh i move that cursor out of the way there um but yeah he was oh i got five days a week five days a week no blah 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 no no listen <laughs> we got to and sure enough, after week two, he starts jamming out, yep. dropping off. And then so we got it down to two or three times. And it was good. Right. But for a while, yeah. it was really annoying. It was just like, same thing you're saying. But no, 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 I can, I can, no, no, we, we can't. We can't. No, this, I can this, barely do it. Right. Exactly. The thing is. What happens if you do go and pull something? It could be something that that's now damaged beyond repair. Well, already damaged. You already had damage. Yes. So, and this is actually a funny side story to that. <clears throat> I got him in there one time before one of my classes, and he just like pulling teeth. I just, and he just, oh, he had all the motivation of a two by four. And then, I, okay, we're done. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Okay. And, and you, you well, the doors open up, and all these, these gals come running in. Hey, Doug, Doug, and then, oh, hey, well, I can do some more of this. I can do some more of this. <laughs> out of here. The old peacock <laughs> comes out. Yes. I mean, like, oh, I can do it. <laughs> I mean, we all want to strut our stuff and look good for the opposite sex, whatever we're trying to attract, right? You know, it's, um, and of course, you know, ultimately people are going to fall in love with who you are as a person not your physique but your physique very often can um is oh, your is your shop, window shop and so you know whether you're a little overweight that doesn't really matter you know it's what are you do you take care of yourself right your grooming your posture your your attitude yeah. your body have you let yourself go because that may indicate a few uh, you know flag warnings for someone to take on so that's why a lot of people when they become single lose weight and work out i know right yeah. and then of course they get somebody and they let it all go again so <laughs> well i should work with a divorce lawyer sometime but anyway uh, <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's funny but it's you're right i mean, people say well you're too small you can't be a personal trainer right okay but then people will thank goodness you are because i find those big guys intimidating Oh. That, yeah, I mean, I you know, you you look at them and you go. I mean, 
I don't go to gyms or anything anymore, but at one point I was actually in, in the gym training people, but more people with uh, challenges. And it was more to do with um, the mindset around it. Right. You know? And it's like, it's hurting. Okay. Is it hurting because it's pulling and we're just stretching things out a little bit? Hurting too much? Okay, stop. Take a breath. Count to 10. Let's try that again. Is it excruciating? We're stopping. Right. Yeah. And, but that mind, you've got to understand the mind doesn't just go, I'm going to do this willy nilly. I'm going to work through the pain. Remember that thing? Yeah. Push through the pain, work through the pain. The pain is indicating something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So there's, there's discomfort and then there is extreme pain. And if you hit that pain, that's time to stop because you're doing some damage now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, Something they don't teach you. No. They don't, right? And, yeah. Uh, you know, and, you, and again, a lot of self-awareness. You know, my, I always have a particular kind of mantra of what I, what I do every year. And this, you know, 2020 is about your participation in your own life. Right. And, and in your community. And it's like you want to, to fix what's going on in your community. First start with self. Right. And bring a better self to your community. And, you know, that's whether it's, you know, your weight, your physicality, your endurance, or whether it's mental or whatever it is, is that we've really got to look at ourselves and go, what's missing? You know, I know I need to do more exercise and due to my condition, you know, walking is my exercise, swimming if I can get to a pool. Um, but, you know, it's walking, not uphills, not stairs, flat, but I know what I can do, what I can endure. I've got my little Fitbit. It, it tells me all on, on the way. And I feel good when I do it. I feel good the fact that I've done it. My body feels good. But I also know if I push too far and try and do too much, the downtime of recovery. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. So got, got to be tuned in, haven't we? We've got to know. We, we need to work with somebody who recognizes that. Okay, yeah, I know you're feeling good. Don't go and repeat it for a couple of days. You need to have the rest in between, especially if you have injuries. Yeah. And I, I do apologize to people I did because sometimes it's lazy and, and sometimes I just, you know, you're tired and you're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then you, you, you stop yeah. evaluating, watching for those cues. Yes. And that's what you have to be alert. Yes. Otherwise any, any, anyone can just go there and read off a list. And, right. Right. No, I mean, you, you, when you go to a trainer, you want to have somebody who sees you and sees your obstacles and knows when it's just like, oh, I'm feeling lazy or no, this is difficult. And yeah. that doesn't mean that they can't do any exercise. Okay. It's a milder exercise today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think why, you know, personal trainers are going to people that see you and hear you and, and aren't criticizing you um, is very, very important because you need somebody to coach you you know, on that journey, uh, especially how to do it right, yeah. how to pace yourself, how to breathe, you know, what the posture is, what exercises are good for you in your, in your condition, whether it's just simply aging or whether there are, you know, injuries, uh, because then you gain more confidence and, you know, you're more likely to go home and do it or keep it up. So we really do need the guidance along the way and you do that, right? Yeah, but more, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get more on the counseling side to, not so much to alleviate problems, but just start and understand more. Right. Because for a while there, when you're dealing with it, <clears throat> 140 recruits, there's yes. not a whole lot of sympathy going okay, on. Right, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, 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 it's really cool, people. And, and you know, walking's highly underrated. 
I got to yeah. admit, when I've been places where I didn't have a car, in the first week, kind of, you're stiff. Then after a while, it's just, geez, I wake up, I don't feel stiff. Geez, right. I, and it's that little walks that, and they, they seem minor, but it's, it's I think that's what, um, I think a lot more, there'd be a lot less back pain if we walk more, personally. Yeah, and you know, I moved to Victoria here in, in BC on the island, and I can walk into town. I can nice. walk around town, yeah. and, and because of the hills, I bust back, so I'm not pushing that on my body. Yeah. And some days I can do more, some days not, but I always feel good when I do it. Yeah. And I know I can't do it more than maybe three times a week because that's the way my body is, but it's, um, it, and then sometimes it's just a question of going out and going around a few blocks just to stretch things out. And that's all I can do today, time-wise yeah. or body-wise. But I think one of the big things we need to take out of the equation is guilt. Yeah. Right? It's like, do the best you can when you can. Always try and make an effort to do something. But yeah. don't feel guilty because I missed the gym this week. Because that guilt has a psychological effect on you. Yeah, that's true. But it's hard because I still hold myself to a certain yeah. level. And, and uh, I don't ever want to go back to the good old days, go and just talk. And I, I, I know I'm still, I still have struggle with that because I right. know it's going well. I've done better. I should be better, et cetera. But uh, did, you find in, did you find in writing this book that there are a lot of things that came up with you and your own challenges on, you know, um, on having to let go of being as physical as you used to be, having to let go of certain uh, regimes because you're getting That's older true, yeah. and you can't do it. But did yeah. you find that challenging to write? Oh, yes, yeah, I did this, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it went through several rewrites, put it that way. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was thinking it's not as black and white. Um, but I was looking for different ways. Like you can be strong in the breathing and the posture, mm -hmm. not do so much in the the exercise, the diet, all these other things. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Huh. Well, because you've, you've put yourself into this book, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you at your age, where you used to be, what you could do, your endurance, knowing now you can't do that. Yeah. Um, but what can you do to still maintain health? And what can you do to still be the best version of you at this age? And that's really what it's all about. It's not comparing you from 20 or 30 or 40 yeah. years ago, right? Because that's just utterly ridiculous. The body can't sustain that, and why should yeah. it? Well, one thing I do like doing now <clears throat> with clients that we do these movements, and one I like, I taught um, one client there, he can, he can go on his back, roll up, and stand up. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's pretty cool. And there's a thing called a sit rising test now. It's evaluate, parents probably evaluating your age, whatever, which I don't know if it's very uh, accurate, but it's very neat watching people like. <clears throat> Got my clients, I get them, no, no, we go in the kneeling position. Now we step forward. Now you get to drive with your hips. And the first few times there's a bit of, you know, disagreement and arguing and whatnot. But it's, then they kind of brag about it now. Now they go one, two. And, they right. step up. and to me, that's really, that, that means far more than weight or, or inches or whatever. Yes. It's so cool. They can, they can go like this now and they can pick up the grandkid. And, and that's mm -hmm. fun watching that. It's fun watching how yeah. this confidence is. Well, I mean, that you've brought out a point there, you know, like in your 20s, it's, it's all about, you know, yeah. 
different things. Thirties, uh, you know, most time people are having kids. Uh, you know, forties, you're running around with your kids. Fifties, you're maybe getting to a point where now you can start putting some time on yourself. Yes, and, and you know, you get in the fifties and sixties, and there's grandkids there, and you want to have the energy for them. And you, you want to pick them up. You want to run with them. You you need to chase after them at the park, you know. And so we, what we're being fit for, has changed priority. That's a good point. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Mm -hmm. I have a ten year old, and I keep thinking, geez, you know, I got to look after her. I got to, and I got to keep up with her. Right. <laughs> yes. She's, she's got my. She's a, she's she's inherited my long legs, so she's got this. So she just takes off like a shot. And so that, that motivates me to, you know, keep, keep up with her. Keep, keep right. Up. Yes. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that you've, you've written about too, and, and as I said, we did, covered a lot in the last show too, but is, you know, addiction and alcohol and that, yeah. you know, how, you know, it's, it's not about cutting drink out altogether if you enjoy yeah. it, but it's the moderation. It's the, the time over Christmas, over a 10 day period, I think I did five parties and, and I drank. But I didn't drink to excess. No. I drank to enjoy. And then that was it. No excess. And now, you know, won't be drinking now until um, the end of the month for Chinese New Year. Right. Um, and so, again, it comes into being sensible, isn't it? You know, and again, if you are drinking too much, what are you covering up? Thank you. Yeah. And I, I, I remember doing that one, one summer. It was funny. A friend of mine, I, he, he got into wine. And it's really unusual because he's a bit of a character. But yeah, we would actually <laughs> drink in the barracks with an old canteen cup, wouldn't have wine glasses. And, mm -hmm. and he'd be talking about it and going, we'd have a little bit. He'd be going on and on about the wine. I'm, really? But why not? Why not have a good quality alcohol yes. a couple of times a week and be down and knocking them back every night? And right. You're putting junk in your body, you know? Right. Well, and the thing you hit on good quality. I mean, like Italians and the most Europeans may have a glass of wine every night. Yeah. And, and it can be really good for you. Yes. Um, but again, it's one glass and they may add ice tubes or water it down or something. But again, yeah. all the quality is good. It hasn't got any of those additives in there. And it's yeah. worth paying more. And then you can yeah. drink it over a few nights. Um, but it's a question of, again, educating yourself. A lot of this is all about learning to listen to yourself, investigating, educating. And this is what your books are about. They're about that kind of education of what we can do to empower ourselves. Yeah, thank you. I might even go even as far as talking about tobacco. Mm -hmm. I, I went to, um, I was in uh, Wainwright, Camp Wainwright, teaching these um, First Nations groups, basic. And they invited me to the sweat lodge, which I thought was quite an honor. And I thought, okay, and they passed around the peace pipe. That uh oh, because my lungs aren't so good sometimes. And I gotta admit, I enjoyed it. It yep. was very mild, mild buzz, no coughing. And he said, yeah, this. And he explained to me it was diff four different types of tobacco, and they they cure it over several months. Mm -hmm. They don't force it. So yeah, no additives. What? Right. So yeah, back it was it was treated as a a, a sacred or a dessert if you will right yeah yeah Something every day same with the alcohol if it's good quality alcohol i, I tried some um 12 year scotch there years ago and my god i gotta admit it was good yes you know well, I'm, I'm i'm a scotch drinker and um yeah. Uh, came home with two bottles for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> it's nice that's going to keep me going for the year. And, yeah. you know, when I feel like a drink, then I will have one. Yeah. Um, 
and I think again, it goes back to that moderation. It goes back to, um, you know, I think a lot of what we're driving at in life is um, we want to get rid of those addictions or consistencies that aren't serving us. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like there are habits that we're in because we've already always done them, but we can't do them the same we used to do them. So now we need to moderate them. And, yeah. you know, you talk about diet. Uh, you know, there's no point of exercising if you're going to go home to Tim Hortons and have a donut along the way. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is, is again, the, the moderation. If you're going to go to someone's birthday and have a piece of birthday cake, fine. Don't deny yourself that because yeah. the guilt over it is going to create the weight. But if you are trying to slim down, I mean, plant-based diet is absolutely brilliant. There are so many uh, nutrients in there. But also, one has to realize as we're getting older, we do need to take supplements yeah, because we're losing things, right? Yeah. And so supplements are important to have. Yeah. No, I, I've argued with the PhDs in nutrition at mm. university and, and someone finally admitted, one of the younger professors, yeah, you know, some people are, they do take some supplements because we can't absorb what we used to. Right. I've always wanted what they used to, but yeah, I, I um, oh yeah, if someone's gone to the effort of making me a meal, I don't particularly like right. ham or whatever. I'll still eat it out of courtesy or, you know, go, hopefully it's not something really crazy. But, uh, yeah, no, we go enjoy a bit. Yes. And I was, <clears throat> yeah, I was lucky this, this Christmas I met this Russian couple and all this homemade, it was awesome. They had this homemade, these, these, um, these cheeses and this, this wine and all that. And it was a lot of fun. It was an awful lot of fun. Really good conversation. No one was falling down drunk. You right. know, it was just fun. It was a really good time. Yeah. And that's the thing. When we're having a drink, it's, you know, it, yes, it puts us at ease and it opens up the conversation and it's, yeah. it's a social thing. You don't drink to get drunk. No. And if you are, what are you running from? Thank you. Right. Yeah. And, and if that's what your pattern is, you know, and going back to smoking, of course, what we have a huge epidemic for now is on the vaping. Yeah. You know, and the thing, all you're doing is, is, you know, changing one habit to the other and neither one of them are good. And, um, you know, we literally have had a death from vaping. A 14 year old had lung transplant already from vaping. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh yes. And this yeah. vaping is an epidemic right now because of the additives in it. And, uh, they're, they've got huge warning signs out there everywhere right now on the vaping and they're even shutting it down or making it illegal to sell to young people wow. um, because it's proving to be deadly. You know, smoking will kill you over a long period of time. Vaping yeah. literally gets in there and damages the lungs beyond repair, beyond repair. Wow. So, you know, that's another thing. If you're changing your addiction, you know, and if you are an addictive nature, you then, you know, one of the things you've got, really really to get into your dialogue is pacing moderation and if you're changing you know from binge eating to now exercising don't uh, go yeah. and exercise yeah. the way you binge eat yeah. because you're going to do again yourself so much harm so hello again a lot of self-responsibility and dialogue and everything else and people like you and your books are there to guide people as to know how to pace themselves or what to be aware of or what they can do right and whether they do it all, you know, exactly by numbers or whether they just take a part of it, it doesn't matter because that's what you've written it for. That's what you do. It's a guide for them to incorporate into their lives to have a better life. Yeah, there you go. You should be my spokesperson. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. <laughs>
Instead of better, why not? So when does the book come out, love? Uh, which, uh, it's, you know what, it's, I got to order today, see if I can order the proofs, but it should be out in this month. Uh, End of January. Yeah, with Amazon, it was out, but I went, I rewrote it. I redid the, the, the cover. I, I hired a, um, a publicist to help me write the copy. You got to, you gotta you gotta break it down to the the emobi whatever the epub and blah 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 yeah, so yeah. Yeah. it's been a few months to redo all this my gosh it was harder than writing the book <laughs> that, we, we often talk about that and then of course yeah, then there's the promoting of the book which is again yeah. too so yes so yeah. it's called flat gut after 50 flat gut after 50 by doug setter there's there's um another other books i wish i had a copy i could show you right now i apologize that's okay uh, and then of course your other books the strength endurance secrets endurance secrets yeah uh that, that's, that's uh the kindle versions out soft cover is still coming out um and the I, I was working with the uh reducer alcohol craving this one here i'm, I'm putting out the smaller version and i'm trying to get one for a uh more of a university I'm going to be lecturing on this one on Thursday. Uh, well, let's just read for the people who are only listening. Let's just uh, show up the title again and I'll read it. So it is. Oh, sorry. It says simple secrets to handle your alcohol better. Mm -hmm. but I'm going to change that again. I'm going to stick with reduce your alcohol craving students edition. Yeah. Make it more a work but make it more fun if you will right yes don't, don't yeah yeah i mean we're not saying don't drink we're just saying oh, be sensible how you drink and what you drink yeah you know? yeah yeah right and uh, and of course the other book that you have um is the uh the um, one less victim one less victim yes thank and you and the, the personal guide to victim prevention yeah and that's from bullying yeah. and uh, so you know basically you're there to kind of strengthen people's, you know, mind and psyche and body and endurance. What well, ties in, it always, yeah. it always ties in at the end. Uh, yes. So how do people get hold of you? What's the best way? Oh, um, you can go to dougsetter at gmail.com or you give me a call for now. I'm at 778-837-3528, which is just 738 flat, if you will. And you have a site? Yes. Second Wind Body Signs for the two, www.2nd. Windbodyscience.com. Yes. Right. Oh, and on, on Facebook, you're Doug the Trainer, or Second Wind Science, and Instagram, you're Doug Setter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and LinkedIn, I'm Doug, Doug the Trainer. Right. Totally Excellent. So, you know, reach out and, and uh, you know, contact him because. You know, there are an awful lot of people that have been training all their lives and they suddenly realize they, they just can't do what they used to do. And, and then, you know, there's a lot of people that have been athletes, uh, but now they've had an injury. And it's like, well, what do I do now? You know, I can't work out like I used to. And, and so it's understanding. You know, again, all those different compartments that we need to live in, you know, the mind and the body and the posture and the breathing and the moderation and, you know, when to know to push yourself and when not to, you know, and what you can do according to whatever either injury or age, you know, um, I have a wonderful woman, Jeanette Lapate, and uh, she's AKA the fat woman. She's a big woman, a little bit like our Mr. Wong we were talking about, and she does exercise programs for people. 
Um, and she says whether they're in a chair doing it or standing up, going full force, it doesn't matter. It's participating in doing something because yeah. that in itself will strengthen you and you'll be able to do more and more as you go. Yeah. Well, I'm just reading a book now by uh, Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning, and he had apparently been hit by a car, mm -hmm. um, was, was, was medically dead, and he came back, and yeah, he had to because, build himself back up to... Right. Yeah. And, and whether you physically die, or emotionally, or mentally, or whatever die, there is always rebirth. It's gain up to us. You know, in, our, in our chapters of life, every decade is a different chapter. You know, it's, uh, we don't know how long our chapter is going to be in our book, but we've got to make the best of it in each chapter. And that means adjusting according to the situation in your life, your age, and everything else. But that doesn't mean you have to stop doing something. It just means adjusting accordingly. You should have been in the military. <laughs> <laughs> I'm far too mummerish for that. Oh. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been great having you back on yes, here, Doug. Thank you, Sarah. It was great. And, uh, you know, you're a true source of, of just tenacity and, and adjustment and um, I know the passion and the conviction behind what you do. And so, you know, Obviously, you can talk to people who have exercised a great deal about adjusting, um, so that works. But you can also work with people that you know haven't been, and you know how do they get back into it, in, or how do they even start, you know? Uh, um, but understanding the need behind it, because if you don't, everything else is going to start hurting. So yes. it's something—it's a gift to ourselves, isn't it? you know, to pay attention to our body because our body is our vessel that carries everything else. And if we don't take care of this, it doesn't matter what else is in it. So it's partnership here. We've got to work with mind, body, spirit, and soul. That's, I couldn't have said it better. You know, even Steve Jobs mentioned something about doesn't matter how much money you got. If your health's yeah. gone, you're out of luck. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it, you know, it doesn't matter how bright you are or, or how anything else you are. It's a question of how can this vessel maintain you sustain you so that means you need to look after it if you want it to be around for a long time to continue doing the work you're doing you need to sustain it so how do you do that in a way that honors the parameters of the body and so, so reach out to doug and uh, he'll help you that way so oh, good. thanks so much doug thanks sarah okay and to everyone else remember this year of 2020 is our own self-responsibility what are we going to do to change things out there we're first going to change things within us in here and then as that better person as that more surer person as that more cohesive and whole person we can bring those solutions to the equation to the world so i wish you all beautiful abundance until next time bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show to find many more shows of inspiration please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.